What is the one thing you pray for when going through a trial or dealing with a situation or a person that seems to test your limits? More than likely, it's patience. Well, in episode 41 of the 318 Project, I'm going to share with you how God wants us to take the time to be still and wait instead of trying to rush and fix ourselves. This is the 318 Project, a guide to equip men through godly principles and develop as husbands, fathers, and sons. And now, your host, Ryan Hare. Hello, I'm Ryan Hare, and welcome to the 318 Project. As I was saying, if you're like me, you want to have an answer or a solution to any problem that may arise. And if you don't, you want to find an answer as quickly as possible. How many times have you gone to YouTube to find a video to fix a problem, say with an appliance, your vehicle, or an electronic device? Maybe you went to Google to search a question of how or why this problem is happening. I know I've done it several times just to fix some things or just to answer a question I wasn't sure about. How do you handle being stuck in traffic? Does it seem like everyone slows down just to delay you personally? I know there's times I feel like it. I get frustrated. Why isn't traffic moving quicker? Why do they just slow down? It's not a personal agenda that people are doing it intentionally. It just feels that way. We all have those moments in our life when we feel things are not going our way. We are in a day and time now that everything is at a speed that we expect what we want to come in quick and timely manner. We are living in that fast food, microwave, and Amazon time that if we don't get it our way in five minutes, 30 minutes, or that next day delivery, we get frustrated that it isn't here fast enough. You may be going through a trial and you have prayed and it feels like God hasn't answered your prayer. Maybe he did answer it, but that answer was not at this time. Wait. Most of us, including myself, have a hard time hearing that word wait. Why is that? I think it goes back to that part of us in society that we expect things to be done as quickly as possible. And even then, usually it's not fast enough. But what does God say and show us in the Bible about waiting and patience? Many of the saints, especially in the Old Testament, were given a promise from God, but that answer didn't come immediately. Abraham and Sarah were given the promise of a child for over 20 years, even at their age of 90 and almost 100 years old, they questioned God and even took matters into their own hand to have a child with Hagar, hoping that that would bring the fulfillment of God's promise. But that wasn't the promise and plan that God had for them. We see Joseph and how he had dreams and told them to his father and brothers and even 
to the point that they were jealous of him, that his brothers sold him into slavery. Later on, he was betrayed and thrown into prison by Potiphar. He took steps into his own hand while in prison to hopefully persuade someone that he said, remember me when you come to Pharaoh. And yet it was years later, and it was over 20 years in that entire situation before we see his dreams come to pass when his brothers come to him bowing down for food. God even commanded Noah to build the ark. For 120 years, Noah stood on the promise that God would bring rain, even while being ridiculed by those around him. Moses, while in the wilderness with the children of Israel, he tells them in chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 13, he says to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. David was an anointed king, but we see that he had to wait years until King Saul died to see that promise fulfilled. Even when he had opportunities himself to take Saul's life with his own hands, he held to that promise that God would make him king one day, not at his own hands in his own choice, but when God made that time to be fulfilled. You hear the saying of, I want the patience of Job through all that Job went through and even questioning God at times, he held to his faith that God would never fail him. So what does God want us to do during those times? He wants us to learn and understand what be still or wait on the Lord really means. This is what builds our patience, especially in hard times. As I said, David, he says in Psalms 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Now, I think David learned a lot about patience, especially as a young man, while he was out in the fields watching the family's flock of sheep. There are many verses throughout Psalms that talks about being still or waiting on the Lord. In Psalms 37, verses 7, 9, and verse 34, it says this, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. But the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Even in Psalms 40, verses 1 through 3, he says, I wait patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet on a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Then in Psalms 130 verse 5, he says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. 
And this is one verse that really has been a lot to me the last few years. And, and it's in Psalms 27, verse 14. And he says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. And I love that because so many times we get in that hurry and we don't listen and we get nervous. But if we take this moment to wait on God and on the Lord, he's going to give us that strength, give us that courage, just as he told Joshua, be strong and courageous. But it was also in that time that he was telling him to wait, not to attack instantaneously, but he had a plan for him. So what does be still mean? It means to stand respectfully, motionless, at halt, quiet, calm, tranquil, and devoid of motion. Now, waiting means to await for something, a hope, be patient, look forward to, and tarry. Now, Jesus in Matthew 11, verses 28, he says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is that rest we were just talking about, that being quiet, that calm, that tranquility. It's rest. And this is what Jesus was telling those of come to me. And that's what he's telling us. Come to me and I will give you that rest in those tough times. In Acts chapter 1, we see Jesus telling those to go and tarry in the upper room for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, it wasn't immediately, but when you read later on in the next chapter, after 10 days, we see that the Holy Spirit came upon them. But we also read that there were only 120 on that day, when at the beginning, there were over five to 600 people that saw Jesus ascend. So where did that remaining 300 to 480 people go? They lost that time of patience. They wanted something instantaneously and were not willing to tarry to see God's promise fulfilled. Now, in James chapter 5, James tells us of having the patience of a farmer. Now, when a farmer plants his crop, he knows that it will take time during a season to grow. Even in the toughest conditions, he holds to what he has experienced in the past before to continue to water, cultivate, and wait for that seed to sprout and grow. They know that it isn't an instantaneous event that happens overnight, but takes time. James also tells us in the very first chapter that he wrote in verses two through four, he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, God wants that for us in that when we wait in faith, we are expressing our confidence in him, even in those times of trials and uncertainty, especially if you have a feeling of urgency. I need this answered now, God. So many times, and I know I have, I've gone to God in prayer feeling like I needed an answer right then and there. And there were situations that God did answer 
immediately. He answered those needs, whether it was a financial need, a health need, whatever it was, there were those times that God answered. But there are also those times, as I said before, he may not answer or he does answer. And it's not the answer we're hoping for at that moment. And he says, wait. And that's the hardest part is waiting on God. It's taking that time to rest in him, to draw closer to him, to hear what he really has to say. Even while the children of Israel were in captivity, we see the prophet Isaiah, how he writes about patience, waiting on the Lord and being still in chapters 8, verse 17, and even in chapters 30, verse 18. But there's this one verse, you may quote it, you have probably heard it, most of us have heard it, and that is chapter 40, verse 31, and it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So many times we see this as he was saying, this is during a time of trials and persecution and captivity. This is not a glorious mountaintop experience that they are enjoying themselves. This is a time that they are scared and concerned and not seeking what God has for them. They were in that low part of their lives. And yet we see how God speaks through the prophet of waiting on the Lord and your strength will be renewed and you will mount up and rise above it. Again, we go back to this being still. It's it's tough for us, you know, especially nowadays we get in this mentality of we've got to move, we've got to go, we've got things to do, we've got places to be at. And I remember as a kid, how my mom would be telling me at times to get still or be still. Uh, This was usually even when she was wanting me to pay attention to something or someone at that moment. Probably more than likely, it was usually in church, wanting me to listen to the preacher or whoever was speaking. In the car, you know, you may have had your parents or you even have even said this to your kids of, well, you just get still, be still, whether it's in the car Maybe it's at bedtime when you're trying to get them settled in for the night to go to bed. And it's that get still, be still, you know, just calm down. But a lot of times it's they're wanting you or you're wanting them to listen to what you have to say. And that is what God wants you and I to do. When we are facing those trials, say, of an affair, a divorce, a death of a loved one, loss of a job, financial struggles, or even say, an accusation against you to slander you, you want to do something quickly, whether it's a retaliation, going back to that looking for a new job, or just settling for something that is convenient. And I'm not saying we can't. We do have to plan. And if something does happen, you you, you should get out there and start looking for another job and coping with certain circumstances. And it's not just, this has happened. I'm shutting down. I'm not doing anything anymore. But it's taking the time to see what God has to say instead of just settling on the what's the next thing I can do to get me through the next season, the next trial, the next situation. Many times we want to rush and find that solution, which isn't always a bad thing, as I said. But there are times God wants us to stop 
and rest and put our faith and dependence on him and know that he will provide and make a way when all else seems hopeless. God wants us to be still and listen to him. Just as he told Elijah on the mountain, God wasn't in the wind, the earthquake or the fire, but he was in a still small voice. So many times we get caught up in our daily lives and activities that we don't take the time to listen to what God has for us each and every day. Whether it's the first thing in the morning or at night before you go to bed, you need to take that time to stop and listen to what God is saying to you. We can get caught up with things that become like static noise and can be so overpowering that we can't focus or hear what God is wanting to say to us. You know, there's so many times we get distracted. We Say you're in your car and you have the radio going, you have somebody calls you on your cell phone, you have the kids in the back seat that are talking, and there's just a lot of noise going on that say you don't hear that emergency vehicle siren going off. As loud as those things are, you sometimes don't hear. And that's what's kind of frustrating for us, you know, for me on the fire department is how can you not hear this alarm, the siren going off as loud as it is? But there are so many distractions sometimes going around them that they don't hear that. Like I said, the phone, they have their cell phone, they have the kids in the car, uh, the radio may be turned up that you get that distracting noise that it cancels the main noise or sound that you should be paying attention to, which is the siren. Same thing with God. So many times we have so much noise going on around us, our work, our dealing with our family, you know, our, our marriage, if we're having struggles in the marriage of how can I fix this? What can I do? Dealing with the child, maybe there's a special needs or there's a sickness or an illness. Then you have sporting activities, whether the kids are having activities at school or sporting events. Then you got to try and you feel like, do I make time for church? Not just on Sunday, but throughout the week, part of special groups. Uh, then I want to watch a certain show, whether it's on TV, uh, streaming, you know, oh, I want to watch these videos or oh, I'm playing video games or games on your phone, whatever it may be. You get so much stuff that it becomes such a distraction that God is sitting here trying to get your attention of saying, listen, slow down. I want to talk to you. I want to share with you. I want to have that intimate time with you. And yet here you are so busy and so consumed that you can't hear me speaking to you because he can eventually come to you in a crisis, a bigger crisis situation that something does happen. And you're like, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that coming, God. And yet he can come back to you and say, I was trying to get your attention long before this ever got to this point, but you were not willing to listen and hear and hear me. And it's come to this point now. So he wants us to take that time to thank him each and every day for what he has done or what he is doing in yours and my life. Even if it seems like you're going through a valley, uh, that wilderness, 
just like the children of Israel, they went through the wilderness for 40 years. And it felt like to them, it felt like God had abandoned them. But he didn't. He was with them every moment, guiding them, trying to show them. He was performing miracles to them, and yet they were still not seeing, truly seeing and understanding what God had for them. And during those times, it can feel like there is no hope or help in sight. But that is those times that God is taking you to a place to stop and rest and put your complete faith and trust in him. And that's what he's wanting for us. He wants you and I to just rest in those moments and those times of taking a break, resting in him. And that comes through prayer, comes through devotions. It may be listening to a podcast like this. It may be listening to praise and worship music, listening to a sermon, uh, being able to go to church and hearing a sermon and a message preached. But a lot of times it is just simply resting in God. Sometimes it is just having that presence of knowing that God is there with you, holding you, comforting you, just as you would with your spouse when you hold them and comfort them and wrap them in your arms to just care for them and give them that hug. And sometimes that's all God wants to do is just wrap you in his arms and give you that hug to let you know that he is there. He hasn't abandoned or forsaken you and that he still loves and cares for you and that it is that part of being still. It can be so difficult to just stop. But if we be still, and wait on the Lord, what great and mighty things He can do in yours and my life that go beyond, as Ephesians 3.20 says, to Him that does exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power that is in us. And when we rest in Him, He provides more than we can ever explain, more than we can ever justify. So as we finish up, I just want to take this time to pray. Dear Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for those that are listening. Lord, I just pray that you reach down, guide them, strengthen them. Lord, show them you are there with them through the trials, through the tribulations, through the struggles, the frustrations, even the highlights in their lives as they are even experiencing the blessings right now of going through good things, good times. Lord, they know that you are with them, but even during those struggles, they may not know and feel that you are with them. Lord, I just pray that you show them, guide them, but even help us to know that we need to take those times to stop, to relax, to rest in you and to hear you. As it was saying, as you told us, wait upon you. So many times we want that quick fix answer. And it's not always the plan that you have for us. Lord, I just pray that you guide us, strengthen us, help us to take that time to hear your still small voice, even in the chaos of what we are seeing going on in our lives, that we can just rest and hear your voice in all that we need and that you provide the strength, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The 318 Project. And as always, if you can, remember to like, subscribe, and share this with others 
so that they can be blessed. I, I know, like I said, this is not something that not only am I struggling with at times, but there are others. And so this may be something that could help them and just encourage them as well as you hear this. And as always, I want you to have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining on this adventure of integrity and honor in godly masculinity. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other men. And remember to keep building faithful men.